Welcome to the show. I'm your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's up, guys? Back again for another episode. Another one. Um, today's music intro was by The Primitives. Crash is the song. And uh, not dedicated to the team, uh, really. It's just, uh, it was from Dumb and Dumber. It reminds me of Dumb and Dumber and Lewis and Gibby. Dumb and, dumb dumber. and dumber, right? I'm definitely dumb. You're dumber. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's the only correlation there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, today, we're going to talk about who exactly are these post-deadline Habs? Fire. Johnny Drew, what's wrong with you? Has Max played his last game as a Montreal Canadian? The injuries are really piling up. How convenient. Mm-hmm. Did Mark Bergevin steal Craig Button's high school sweetheart? Hmm. Gibby's going to give you some facts. Always. And a new segment announcement, which will replace an old segment. Wow. So, it's going to be great. Stick around. It's going to be great. But first, what's happened since we've been gone? Since you've been gone. The Oscars happened. Mm-hmm. I never, I didn't. You know, I, me either. I don't yeah. <laughs> I'm not really into what happened the Oscar. your Oscar party. Yeah, no, that was a lie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch. Mm-hmm. The only thing I know about it is The Shape of Water. What about Kobe? Kobe won a, an yeah, Oscar. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But I'm <laughs> saying The Shape of Water. You heard about that. Uh, I only heard about it because you guys told me about it. Yeah, so basically, I, like, all I know about The Shape of Water is supposed, supposedly there is a s- sex scene with a fish. Something like that. So that's <laughs> what made it win the Oscar? Yeah, I have no clue. Like, it didn't seem like there was so much star power this year. And, like, half the movies, I didn't even, I don't even know which movies they are, like, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Get Out, that was pretty much it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Oscars either. Uh, Chris Cyborg. Okay. Justina. Christi- or Justina. Chris Cyborg. Whatever. You know, the fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Justina. Son- oh, I don't know what her last name is. Uh she continues her dominance at she, UFC uh, 222. She's a beast. Yeah, she's. I didn't watch it. I was. I set it up for, uh, to watch, and I uh, woke up at yeah. Seven, I didn't watch it either. Seven in the morning, and I was like, oh, I missed. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the event. I just know that she knocked the girl out. Probably fast. the girl's a beast, man. This girl, I don't know if anybody's gonna beat her. Uh, she's she's just dangerous, man. It's too she's, bad. She's Rousey. on a whole. Yeah, but even Rousey, Al- Rousey would get dusted. This chick is no joke. She will not play. Like, she can get in there with some of the men, I think, and, and take them out. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, she's yeah, she's no, that deadly. Um, sticking on fighting, Canelo Alvarez test positive for PEDs. Both of them? Uh, just uh, Alvarez, okay. Canelo. Uh, but he says that he got it. Like, he must have uh, tested positive due to some uh, steroids that were in the meat that he ate. Oh, here we go. But the tests, actually, the tests... Are consistent, up. yeah. Like, so it actually shows that that's probably where he got it. So he probably okay. must have ate some contaminated meat. So, but everything's good. Fight's still on. It's that um, goddamn bison. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, franchise tagged again. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Didn't he say he was going to hold out if he did that? And then he tweeted something this week, like, I love my city, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then he also tweeted something about, like, uh, you know, what do I got to do to be wanted or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't like the way they're treating that franchise. He's a, he's a stud. Like, you know, they should just sign him, ink yeah. him to a deal. But I don't know. That's whatever. Uh, goalie interference is still an ongoing issue. Like, what the hell? It's... It's so, it should be just black and white, black and white, black and white. And it's like, there's so much gray area around yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know why. What's the, the difficulty? Like, I think that whoever should make the decision has to be like an ex-goalie. Make it like mm-hmm. a room full of ex-goalies. Get like Trevor Kidd, Kevin Weeks, like all the scrub <laughs> yeah. backups. Trevor Kidd, I remember him. Uh, so yeah, they got to they straighten this out, especially for the playoffs. They yeah. need to straighten this out. Uh, before the playoffs, uh, Leafs are o two and two since the acquisition <laughs> of Tomas, secret agent, secret agent man. <laughs> uh, he's doing his job. He's yeah, doing he his is. Duty. That's why we sent him out. Yeah, that's it, man. He he's fulfilling his duties. It's all part of the plan. There's actually a bonus clause in his uh, contract next year that if he were to take out Aaron Matthews, we call him Aaron. His name's Austin. We know, but we call him Aaron. Uh, if he's that get, listen, out. you want to piss off a Leaf fan, call Austin Matthews Aaron Matthews. They go crazy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's in his clause. He gets a bonus if he uh, makes Austin Matthews miss a little bit of more time. Yep. So, good job, Tomas. Uh, Ryan Paling, man, scored a beauty Nasty. over the weekend. What a beauty goal. And just adds to his successful season. It's mm-hmm. been good. He looks good. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I think we might have something there, but... Uh, too early to tell, but still, the kid has really showed progression. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, proud of the guy. and uh, Good on you, bud. He's still a couple years out, but uh, still good to see success. And, uh, okay, that's about it. Uh, time to get into the show. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. All right, so first thing we're going to break down here is who are these post-deadline Habs? Who are they? Give me your review. I don't know, man. I don't know who they are. I don't. I, it's like uh, who? It's like where were they uh, at the beginning <laughs> of the season? Goddamn. No, man. I think okay, they look good. I think it's more. I think it's like what we spoke about in the, at the deadline, prior to the deadline. Sorry, like the big, the sigh of relief that. Uh, it's over with uh, the big monkey off the back. Exactly, and uh, I just want to say, I told you so. I said they would play better after the deadline, and they did. I'm taking full credit for this one. Congrats, bud. Um, so now that the trade deadline's uh, come and gone, don't get me wrong, I won't take their gameplay away. They're playing well. Um, I feel like despite, okay, minus yesterday, um, the past few games they've sustained more pressure, and they've been maintaining more uh, time on attack in the offensive zone, where before, prior to the deadline, I felt they were playing more of like a counterattack type game. Um, I'm not exactly the happiest Habs fan with their success because of the fact that, of course, I want to get the best odds at the number one pick, which is Mr. Rasmin, Rasmus. <laughs> Rasmin? Rasmin, uh, Mr. Rasmus Dalin. Um, but yeah, like it's, I mean, like I said, despite yesterday, it was, that was a, just the shellacking, but well, no, they, they, they fought, they fought. Yeah. They ended up battling back to 
six four. Made it look closer than it really was, but yeah, yeah they battled. But um, I don't know. I I really like. I really like how they play, but what I do want is I want them to, like what we spoke about, we've been speaking about, we want them to battle in games, but we want them to lose. But <laughs> yeah. at least make the games like yeah, no, good no. to watch, right? Yeah. This is the future. Uh, yeah. you know, this is exactly what I wanted. Uh, trade deadline is over now. Huge weight is lifted off some of these guys' shoulders, okay? For sure. It's no secret that humans are afraid of change, okay? Mm-hmm. I've been looking for a new partner for this podcast, since Gibby decided to show up wow. with that dusty mustache. Which, uh, by the way, is gone. But uh, I couldn't do it because, just like everybody else, I'm afraid of change as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, But <laughs> realistically, listen, with the insertion of these young guys, you know, things have been better. Yes, you're going to have a lot of hiccups along the way, uh, which is okay, right? It's growing pains. Mm-hmm. But we can't deny the fact that the young guys have brought enthusiasm to this team. Yeah, uh, three big changes on the back end with Jolson, Riley, and Valiev, who, by the way, had a pretty solid debut. Yeah, obviously, you know, took a penalty too early to really talk. But whatever. But it, we need to see more of him. Uh, Jolson has been good. He's been making mistakes, but I like how he doesn't get rattled. No, you know, he doesn't get rattled by his mistakes, and I feel like he battles through them. He 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 really like he he could tell how mature the player is mm-hmm. by the way he's uh, he battles through his mistakes, uh, and Riley. Big upgrade on Moro. Yeah. Okay, this kid has really impressed me. Uh, Makes some mistakes, especially in his own end still, but, I mean, I think we could have something there. He, this kid, I, I really like him. I think that's a good job on the scouting department. Good job on Mark Bergevin. Give him his props. I think that this kid could be a, a top-four guy eventually, maybe. You know, he might. Yeah, you he might. Know. And if not, he can be a bottom-pairing guy for sure, like a high-end bottom-pairing yeah. guy. Um but, I mean, it just goes to show you how crucial it is having mobile defense in today's game, mm-hmm. right? It just showed, like, the team did a full 360, man. It makes me wonder, what the hell was Mark Bergman watching in the offseason, you know? Like, freaking Rock'em Sock'em 3 <laughs> is yeah. that what he's watching. You know, reruns of the 93 playoffs. Like, yeah. dude, like, it was outaged uh, strategy. You need to be young. You need to be fast. At least he finally figured that out. Um, also, another thing is management, I think, is doing their best to help the tank. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, by shutting guys down. I'm not saying faking injuries, but come on, we're not dumb. You know, they're probably stretching things out a little bit, right? And listen, all these hockey players take such a beating. I think you can probably find an injury in any one of them if you really <laughs> yeah, wanted seriously. to, you know? That's what I feel like. I, you know, I'm not going to point any fingers, but it's a little suspicious to me. Uh, and you know these guys are not going to lose on purpose. No. Right, so I think in the end we just can't be mad if we pull off a win. We should all be happy for one, watch a better overall product, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and just the young guys of the future, enjoy it, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much all I gotta say on that. I think uh, it's good. Let's just en- enjoy Sorry. the ride. That's okay. Let's just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Buckle your seatbelts and let's ride. Okay, so. I bring this one up because I was listening to From the Press Box with Amy and Rick and... Shout out Amy and Rick. Yeah, and they were... They mentioned, like, you know, some about the newly acquired guys getting a shot before some of, like, the loyal soldiers in Laval. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is a bad thing? You know, are they giving a chance to the right guys? How do you feel on that? Um, I wouldn't think too much into it, the whole loyal guys over the new guys, whatever. Um, Basically, the way I look at it, it's a lost season. You play the guys you just acquired... 
because realistically you haven't seen too much of them compared to the guys that you see in Laval. Um, you know what you got in Laval. You've seen them play all year. Um, you play these new guys you just got and see where they are at development-wise because they're all younger guys. Yeah. See how NHL-ready they really are. Um, maybe see what kinks they need to iron out in their play. Um, I think it's just more so a procedural thing. And it doesn't. It, it helps that there's injuries and you can plug guys in, like with the loss of uh, what's his face, Pacioretty. Uh-huh. No, not Pacioretty. Who? Uh, oh my God, mind blank. Mete. Mete. There Shlemko's. you go. There you go. Mete. Well, no, Shlemko's not injured. He just. He's no, just he a was scratch, like day right? to day. No, he was day oh, to really? day with something. I yeah. thought he was just a scratch. But yeah, no, you have the guys like like Riley and uh, Valiev now that can plug in, right? <clears throat> so I think it's good to see how far along they are. Yeah. I mean, I still think it kind of looked bad because these guys have been down there working their hump off, right? It looks bad in a way, but, I mean, there's a lot of guys down there grinding it out. That's no doubt, right? Yeah. And, I mean, at the end of the day, all these guys are playing to get a shot eventually in the show, whether they're old or younger. I mean, it never hurts to get a look, right? Uh, But from another standpoint, I think we needed a left D-man pretty much all year, and it seems nobody in Laval was worth the call-up. Now we got two. Right. And we have to see what we have in those two lefty D-men. We had to. It it was a must. Um, Now, I think there's one or two call-ups left. So I think with these ones, they need to choose the guys who have earned it. Right? Because it doesn't look good calling up guys who haven't performed and don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Especially over some of the guys who've been there grinding it out for you. Right? Yeah. Um. So I think that I hope that the right decisions are, are made here, right? But of course, I mean, if a certain player is not in the future plans, then I can see why they would get overlooked, right? Yeah. And also, it's what is the particular need of the big club, lefty center, mm-hmm. right? So yes, hard work numbers is something to consider, but at the end of the day, the needs of the big club are what are more important. And it doesn't seem that Laval has had that center or left defenseman we needed. So I think the decisions so far are justifiable. Yeah. Now, whatever call-ups they use left, I think that they should really take a hard look at it. Like, for example, like just calling up Kirby Reichel just because we acquired him, I don't think that's the right choice. Yeah, because there's have so many wingers right now. Yeah, right? exactly. And there probably is another guy who deserved it who's been with yeah. us all year. So that's one thing you got to be careful with. But at the end of the day, Right, you got to look at what you have. I agree with what you said as well. So it's it's a tricky spot, but I think so far, so good. I don't think they've made any mistakes. No. <clears throat> okay, so oops, moving on here. Uh, so this has been a big topic, and it's bothered me. Jonathan Drewen, his demeanor and lack of production lately, yet he receives minimal criticism. Do you feel that Drewan is reaping the benefits of being a hometown boy? Okay. I think he needs to be held accountable partially, but I also think it has nothing to do with being him him being the hometown boy. I think the management needs to be held accountable for the lack of production from Drewan on two accounts. The kid was thrown in to play center, okay? Mm-hmm. When he hasn't played center center in forever. I'm pretty sure he played center in juniors or whatever. Um, and, you're, and then he's thrown in basically to the, to the dogs to play center at the NHL level as a top-line guy, not even just as a third-line guy, just kind of yeah whatever. 
the Habs really need to get a top center in the upcoming offseason to play alongside Drewen. And I think having that guy at center for him will help his production for next season and it will have a drastic uh-huh. increase. But at the end of the day, he has to – I feel like he, he does have to take some accountability, but at the end of the day, I think this one, he isn't taking too much heat because of the fact that he is he was just thrown yeah, in, right? Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Um, okay, his lack of effort has really bothered me lately. I'm not going to lie. He, I know he's not. He's a, always been that. He, he's I know. Listen, been known he's not. He's not a. Though. He's not a gritty, physical type player. I mean, but you don't have to be. You can be a little bit pesky, aggressive, and relentless. Just be yeah. relentless on the puck. You know, and that's what he's lacking right now. Um, and okay, I'm sure being a hometown guy can give you some breaks, but like you said, he's young. He's not a center. Uh, people realize that he's doing the best he can considering the predicament he was put in, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he was predominantly playing on the third line in Tampa, and he was on the wing. Yeah. Okay, and you expect him to be a first-line center in the best league in the world? That doesn't happen overnight, okay? But, of course, this doesn't excuse his compete level, and that's what needs to change, Okay. I don't know if the responsibility of being a center is in his head. It could be, but it's up to management now to sit down with the player, make decisions for the further development of this player. Keep him at center or play him on the wing. They need to make that decision. I say wing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I say, but hey, it's up to the player at the end of the day. Um, the kid is talented, and I think we have lots of talent on this team, but we need to start putting these kids in positions to succeed. And I don't feel like we've done a good job in doing that. No. So, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the verdict is he's been put in a situation, a tough situation. So I think that's why he's getting a little bit of a break, more of a break than people would like. But, hey, that's the way it is, right? Yeah. It's like you're an accountant and they want you to be a lawyer. Yeah. I mean, you can look at it both ways, right? Is he given a little bit more leash because he's a hometown boy? Or he could also be looked at heavily and criticized heavily because he is a hometown boy. Yeah, it could work both ways. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now I think it's time to... uh, We have to address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, And I'm not uh, talking about my uh, stuffed uh, snuffleupagus. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) I'm talking about Craig Button has some harsh words. For MB, Mark Bergevin, and the Montreal Canadiens. What do you think about his perspective? So first, we're going to read it. Do you want to read it or should I? Uh, yeah, uh, I don't have it exactly right now on me. Like, I just, I got to pull it up. If you want me to read it, I can read it. Doesn't no, matter. I'll read it. Hold on. I got it. I'll okay. pull it up quick. Okay, go ahead, my friend. Okay, so let me read it for you. Uh, so he was asked about the Habs rebuild and if it could be short term. Mm-hmm. And he said, nope, not at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. Okay, so you have Carey Price, who, by the way, had a very subpar season. He's going to have a bounce back. He is going to have to have a bounce back. Sorry. Let me just ask you. Their defense is slow. Their defense is not good enough. They don't have enough good defensemen. Where are they going to come? You don't just go down the 7-Eleven defenseman aisle and find these defensemen. Okay, they have no center ice. Oh, wait, this is a problem that has plagued Montreal for how many years? Oh, yeah. 
led to trading for a winger and trying to make him a center in Jonathan Drouin. They're small. They don't have enough skill. And now they're talking about trading one of their top scorers in Max Pacioretty. Listen, I said this back in November, and I said this in December. This is a flawed team. This is a team that does not have any traction. They don't have any A prospects in the system. Where it's going to come from in the next four or five months, I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're going to magically turn around a slow defense, find offense, and find size? No. I don't think that this decision for this team moving forward lies with Jeff Molson. Oh, I think, sorry, that it lies with Jeff Molson. What's he going to do with Mark Bergevin? This is Mark Bergevin's team, and his handprints are all over it, and it's not a very good team. Do you want to move ahead with Mark Bergevin? Because if you do, Mark Bergevin has a lot of work to do, and it's not going to turn around by next October. Wow. Shots. Fire. That was like not, that wasn't shots fired. That's like a whole machine gun. He's just <laughs> unloading the clip. <laughs> um, I. You're I, speechless. You're speechless. I, no, man. Honestly, I agree with Craig Button to a certain extent. Like, I've been saying this for a very long time. I think we're looking at a mediocre to below average team with a fantastic goalie. Um, Look at it this way, okay? We Price when Price is the number one goalie in the world, we made playoffs. Price had a bad season this year, and look where we're at. Yeah, um, yeah. Can you remember in your lifetime a top center on our team? Like, can you really remember? Well, I mean, not recent. In no, recent like in years. our time. In our time, like yeah. since we've been watching, like not guys, not like since the two, like not not uh, post. 2000s. No, like the only yeah, the last really. guy I can really think of was Dan Foose. Before. Yeah. Or but Koivu post-2000, but he wasn't really like Koivu a number wasn't, one. He's probably yeah, more of a number like two. Yeah, he's a two, right? So other than that, I don't really remember anyone. Now, defense right now is a disaster. This season, they've been absolutely inconsistent. The only bright spot is the turnaround Petrie has had since yeah. Weber down, went down with the injury. Uh, you can say the emergence of Mete as well. And Jolson looks pretty good. So Jolson those are positive. Small things. sample size. Um, but to, exert, to a certain extent, I think we aren't too far off. Um, I think this offseason handcuffed Bergerman with the signing of Alsner. It was a failed signing and he expected something different and we got Carl Alsner. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's yeah. got to turn this brutal season around with this offseason. He's got a lot of cap room to play with, and he's got to really get down to the nitty-gritty. He needs to get a top center. Yeah. That's probably, in my eyes, the number one priority. He can't keep trying to plug someone in and hope for the best. He's yeah, got to no, find himself a proven center like a John Tavares, who is a free agent this year. Um, really? Or, yeah, no. No way. Eh? You don't say. And, or he's got to get a young center with loads of potential to become a John Tavares-type player. Now, I, I do agree with what Button said with our prospect pool. I really don't think we have very much. Our prospect pool has been a little weak, and I think that's more so on the lack of development that we have, not so much of the drafting. Mm, yeah. Um, how, many, like, how many guys have we drafted who were supposed to be something and never ended up panning out? Right, you got you got a lot Bollier. of weight. No, you know, in the later rounds, I think we've had more success. We've been, yeah, in we've been the, better, but, but in the early you, rounds, we haven't really had too but much. But those success. are those are where you build. Yeah, no, Name I know. All I your, know. N- like all the first, second, over uh, rounders, right? That's where you build your your I core know, team. I know. 
and then you and then you hope for a, a, sh- a bright shining star in like the third, fourth, fifth rounds. We're only getting guys that are fourth, fifth rounds, and well, we haven't drafted high too many times, so I mean, yeah, okay. there's and so many there's things that, that go right over. because I, I don't know. I think I think it stems back beyond Bergevin, and he's getting kind of the backlash now because everything has just become dry. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it before, and I'll say it again. And this is exactly why my buddy John chirps me for being a closet Leafs fan. I appreciate the process that the Leafs took and are still taking. And I'm all for the rebuild and I'm not interested in doing the minor patchwork. I also don't think it'll be fair to price to keep him and waste what could be the potential best goalie of our generation. Waste his years. And I think in order to do the re the full rebuild we need to do, we must trade him. We trade him. We trade Reber Reber. We trade Weber. We need to build from the ground up. Got to start at the foundation and build up. That's how I think. And it's not going to be easy for the next couple of years. I don't think we're going to be good next year. I think at least three or four years we're going to have rough seasons. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a totally – I don't totally disagree, but, yeah, I'm not really into that. I think my opinion's a little bit different. But first I'm going to say, listen, I think Mark Bergevin probably beat out Craig Button in high school for prom <laughs> king, yeah. okay, because that's why he's sour. Um, I'll agree to the point where, yeah, I don't think his statement is totally far off. It's not. Yeah, of course not. But I disagree in the sense that I don't think our prospect pool is as light as people think. Okay? It's not. Trust me. We do have some young guys coming up. I don't think it's a, as light as people think. But can you Maybe say not a, a grade A prospect, what, but yeah. I still think that we have... Um, I I, th- I think it's better than what people think, okay? I think our D is definitely a lot more mobile now than it gets credit for. We have Mete, we have Jolson, we have this new kid, Riley, you have Valiev. These are four potential guys who can come in. Jeff Petrie is a pretty mobile guy. I mean, only guys that really aren't that mobile are Ben. Weber is, it doesn't matter, he doesn't need to be mobile. No, because he's Weber. right. And then Alsner who, again, is a stay-at-home guy. But, I mean, I I don't home. think that it's as bad as he said it is. Um, and I think that a quick turnaround is possible for this team. There's a lot of y- – we're a young team. There's young talent. Now, the key here is I say possible, okay? And the reason why I say possible is because a lot of things need to go right. Yeah. Okay? Trades, signings, using that cap space to fill all of the needs. There's some good prospects on the way, but a couple years out, okay? And I think, to me, this was a little extreme from Button. Uh, but, I mean, it seems like Montreal and Mark Bergevin have been the, the media's whipping boy all season. Yeah. You know, that's just the way it's been. And I pray every night to the hockey gods and my picture of Don Cherry <laughs> that we can turn this around, okay? And we can laugh in everybody's face as we host, hoist the Stanley Cup. What a day that would be. Yeah. Rivers of beer. Oh, baskets man. of wings. And carloads of women. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like, he's not too far off, but I think it's a little extreme. And I'm not on the rebuild stage because, like you said, just for those reasons you said, we're not going to trade Price. We're not going to trade Weber. It's not going to happen. Those guys are part our pieces in here. We have a lot of young, talented pieces now 
we need to insert a couple more pieces to make this team competitive. I'm on that side. I feel like it's possible. Can Mark Bergevin do it? It's not a guarantee. So really, you're in a tough area here. This summer is huge for this team because if he doesn't do it this summer, then we might have to take that route. But I think you still have this summer with the cap space and some good free agents to, to make something happen. It's probably one of the most important summers that we have had for the Habs in a long, long, long time. This is a crucial This summer. is huge. Like People don't realize how big this is, and I'm very passionate about this. That's why I'm telling you, this could be a make-or-break summer. It, it really and is. Not only for Mark Bergevin, but for, for the, the team. Habs in the future. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you this. Do you, would you... Would you rather? Okay, you're. I'm gonna make a comparison. Would you rather buy a a brand new house from the foundation, not even built yet, from the ground up, or would you rather just get a 20 year old house and buy a 20 year old house and fix things up here and there? Uh, it depends. Got to you know the neighborhood, of course. That that, <laughs> that place. Just strictly <laughs> house. Strictly house. I, I don't know. You know what? Because these new houses that are built nowadays are not great. <laughs> We work in the housing industry. We okay, know fine, they're not fine, that great. Fine. Older houses were probably built better. They're this probably stronger. On me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, you know? Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on. It's time for Do You Have the Answers? I got a bad feeling about this. So, as we know, we will have a new franchise. It's going to happen. Seattle franchise. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to know which one of these names you would choose for the Seattle franchise, and why, okay? The first one is, which is A, Seattle Icehawks, or Seattle Airhawks, you know, kind of like the Seahawks, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, Icehawks or Airhawks. Okay. okay. B, Seattle Sea Serpents, okay? <laughs> fast and vicious little animals. It's a great quality for a hockey team, fast and yeah. vicious. So the Seattle Sea Serpents. C, the Seattle cattle. Huh? <laughs> All right. Listen, it's the only rhyme I could think of. <laughs> and anything that rhymes is good. Okay? Okay. And the Seattle silverbacks, short for silverback gorillas. <laughs> okay? Real original and a scary animal. Okay? So Seattle icehawks, Seattle airhawks, Seattle sea serpents, the Seattle cattle. <laughs> Or the Seattle Silverbacks. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Airhawks just because it sounds, it sounds pretty cool. But the Ice Seattle... Icehawks is not bad. Icehawks isn't bad, but it's... I don't know. Um, the Seattle Cattle would be <laughs> fantastic because every time they score, it could be like a, a cow mooing. Mm. Like, that's their bullhorn. <laughs> So I'm uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Seattle cattle now actually. Oh man, that's great! The Seattle cattle. Yeah. So we're gonna go Seattle cattle. Wait, C. don't sleep on the Seattle sea serpents. <laughs> the triple S. Fast and vicious little animals. I'm telling you. You ever see a sea serpent? No. Oh man, they're crazy, man. They're slithering through the water. That's what they do. They're vicious. Scary. <laughs> Okay, so uh, it's time for the Tweets of the Week. What you got? 
Okay, uh, I came across a thread, as we always do. It was uh, discussing. Was it on your shirt? Because you got to be careful when you pull those threads. Ah, huh? ah, ah real funny. Um, so it was basically, Treg was in it, in on it. It was basically talking about how they were all going back and forth about um, they should have signed Radulov, Markov, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I came across one specific one. Not even going to mention who it's from because the guy, it was just, I'm not even going to give him the, the, the uh, recollection, recollection or recognition, sorry, recognition, for it. Recognition, yeah. That's so the here's word. the tweet. You overpay Radulov and you don't sign Alsner. Simple as that. Habs may as well forget Alsner and signed Radulov for $11.5 million. We then would have had a 100-point team again. <laughs> so what uh. this guy said, basically, you don't <laughs> sign Alsner, you overpay Radulov for $11.5 million. And that one player is literally going to get you an extra 15 wins in the season. <laughs> Just the one guy. I've never... Like, I didn't know this guy was Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, all in one. Yeah. I didn't know Radulov <laughs> was that guy. <laughs> that guy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was. Oh, man. That's so. Uh, these. Oh, man. Twitter. I tell you. <laughs> Gotta love it, eh? Uh, so, I, I. You know what? I was scrambling last minute. I couldn't find too many tweets, but I found two. Uh, one was like a picture that somebody showed me. Obviously, people are always showing me stuff with Leaf fans and stuff. Yeah. And it's a picture of Claude Julien smiling, and it said, "When I coached Boston, my job was to destroy the Habs. <laughs> now that I coach the Habs, mission accomplished." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like he's the undercover guy. Yeah. And then another one was <laughs> a picture <laughs> of a dude at KFC, <laughs> and the caption is "Sir, Sir." Sir, like it goes in capitals. Yeah. Right? And I guess he ate there. He had his bucket of chicken and fries or whatever. And after he ate his bucket, I guess he was too cheap to buy a drink. He went up and filled up his bucket full of pot. <laughs> <laughs> he filled up his, his bucket full of <laughs> Take a look. That's pretty good. <laughs> that guy took his hey, bucket. smart guy, man. <laughs> he took his bucket. <laughs> Smart guy. Uh, sir. Sir! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. So, yeah. Those are my tweets of the week. Tweets of the week. Doo -doo. All right. So, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Want the latest Habs news? With game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. Here they come, the boys in the bright white sports car. And we're back. Hey, what's up? Back at it again. Yeah, that's it's us, Lewis guys. It's and Gibby and friends. Gibby and friends with Lewis and I. Okay, so quick thoughts. Mm -hmm. Does it bother you when people question why a player was allowed to play through a minor injury 
as if they are only property and make no decisions for themselves. It does bother me a bit. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they are given medical treatment and assessment, but it comes down to how the player really feels. You yourself knows your own body. There were times I played through injuries in sports. Um, it's really at the player discretion. Uh, you Listen, I know badminton is tough, but it's not the same. Well, <laughs> you're not obviously not that big of a sports guy because it's not badminton, it's badminton. No, it's badminton. And that was a phenomenal badminton <laughs> player, let me tell you. Two-time champ. Nationals. Um, your little sister doesn't count. You can't stop a player from playing through something unless it's life-threatening or career-threatening. Medical staff is there to give that type of opinion. Minor injuries should always be at the player's discretion. So everybody just relax and let the player make the decision. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like, come on. If, I mean, obviously if it's severe enough, right, then they're going to pull you out of there. They're not going to let you play through a, a big injury. But if the doctor says, listen, it's fine, uh, but then you get end up getting hurt. I mean, mm-hmm. that that happens. Don't like people are like. I see people commenting. Oh, I can't believe they like Harry Price or Shea Weber. Uh, do this and do that. These people are co- they're competitors. If the doctors don't see any early signs of anything, they're not going to say pull them. These guys are getting paid a lot of money to play. All right, they they can't just like every sign of a, every little injury or every little oh you got a, a pulled uh, muscle there. You should uh, relax. Uh, take this game off. It doesn't work like that, people. So. Trust me, they have great uh, medical staff. Don't question these people, all right? If injuries happen, if guys are playing through minor injuries, they everybody's almost playing through a minor injury. Of course. Okay? So stop making a big deal. Stop it. Okay, and another thing is, do you think teams that are out of the playoffs take extra precautions? Wink, wink, wink nudge, nudge, nudge. When it comes to injuries. I mean, I feel, for, I feel for sure players are given extra time. <laughs> um, there's no rush for them to heal as opposed to a player who is injured, but the team is fighting for a playoff spot. Um, why rush a guy who uh, to play if really at the end of the day, there's no rush. Let them fully heal and get fully healthy for the offseason for next season. I mean, you're not going to have a guy come back a week early and then he tweaks something and then it ends up being more threatening to his career or yeah, more yeah. threatening to miss more time. So I see, I don't see an issue with it. And I obviously think that there's a lot of players on our team that's happening to mm-hmm. right now. So milking it, is, it. So it is what it is, man. Uh, let them milk it so we can tank. I'm telling you, they're milking it. I believe, I don't believe, listen, I know guys are hurt. Probably guys are hurt for real, but don't tell me that they're not stretching it out. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Come on. All right, I know a liar when I see one, and I see one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Let's uh, get into our... No, actually, we are going to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, punch somebody getting, in the uh, face. Getting confused now. Ladies and gentlemen, children, boys and girls of all ages, it's time for Everybody Has a Plan Until They Get Punched in the Face. How do you get? Here we go. Mr. Gibbons. Yes. Are you there? I am here. Who are you punching in the face this week? Well, Mr. Lewis, today, 
there will be a few that will be getting Oh, a few. Well, uh, just a couple guys, just two. Okay, who? So who? basically who? a a video surfaced of a guy heckling Connor McDavid. Oh. Okay. And his parents. Listen. Okay, I get it. The guy is a generational player and should have to deal with a little bit of hassles from time to time. But for Christ's sake, there's a time and place. The kid was out with his parents who were visiting him. They all went out for dinner, I'm sure wanted a lower-key night. But uh, no, instead, these pricks decided to hassle the poor kid who was enjoying a nice family dinner. Grow up and have some respect. Oh, come on. There's a time and place to do that kind of stuff. And that wasn't the time, nor the place, when he's with his parents who are trying to have a normal, enjoyable time. Steak dinner, surf and turf, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So for that, you heckling hecklers... How do you get? Who are you punching? So, I was originally going to be the people who think uh, uh, Niemi or and Lindgren can easily take over Carey Price's job. <laughs> Those were the people first, but instead, it's actually going to be Mister Tony Marinero. Ooh, I used to like Tony. I did. I love and Tony. I still like him. You know, on some days, and I respect him. But lately, he's been off his rocker. Okay, the other day he went on to say we should have traded Price and Patches while their value was the highest. Yeah, we're going to trade our 30-goal scorer and star goalie when we're making the playoffs. Yeah, that makes sense, bud. Uh, That's real smart, bud. Then he goes on to say that, yes, he wanted Drewen, and Drewen hasn't been good, but we should have uh, offer-sheeted Drewen and kept Sergachev, and if Sergachev was on this team, we would probably be a playoff team. Are you kidding me? No. Are you kidding me? I mean, this dude is so back and forth. It's no wonder why he still has the post-concussion issues. He goes back and forth so much (laughs) on his opinion, he's making himself dizzy. This guy jumps on and off the train more than that drunk guy at the wedding when Follow the Leader is on, okay? (laughs) TSN 690 has become toxic. Yeah. It's like a relationship. You know, in a relationship, they say you can tell who people really are during the bad times. Well, there you go. The bad times are now. And all I hear is negativity. We should have traded this guy. We should do this. And we should edit it. I mean, it's easy to say shoulda, coulda, woulda when the damage is already done. Yeah. Okay. TSN 690, I think it's time to get a real hockey guy on the station. Okay. Tony is a soccer guy who watches hockey and talks loud. That's what he does. Okay. Follow the All Habs team and stop poisoning yourself listening to the Montreal Forum. Is this uh, a TSN joke? 60, 690. Is this a joke? So, Tony Marinero, take this. Two of them. Wow. I love Tony. Listen, don't get me wrong. I do but like he needs, Tony, he needs, he but needs he's a, like, he, he needs, needs to take to a chill head. pill. Like, you can't be one of those guys who are so back and forth all the time. I know people like to hear him rant and this and that, but listen, come on. Smart enough. Smart nap. All right, it's time to get into our second set. <laughs> How do you feel about Twitter and certain fans jumping all over every signing or trade, you know, that other teams make, especially if they're centers or French Canadians, you know, whether it's college or undrafted players? How do you feel? Everybody needs to take a Tony Monero, Tony Monero, <laughs> Tony, Tony Marinero, Marinero chill pill. Um, if the Habs signed everyone that the fans and Twitter wanted to sign, we'd have probably three full Montreal Canadian teams. <laughs> yeah. A, B, and C. And yeah. then they can play. Listen. For who gets to be in the show. And who gets to tank. 
listen, I get it, okay? I'm sure there are guys we would love to have or love to sign or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, Bergevin and his management team have a plan and we have to respect the plan. People also need to realize that these signings are a mutual thing. So we're not sure if Bergevin was active in trying to sign that player and failed to sign the player, but it's up to the free agent if they want to accept the deal and sign with the Habs. Uh, At this point... No, it's not. He made a mistake. (laughs) He should have had him. What is he doing? (laughs) So, yeah, everybody needs to chill out. Yeah, man, this makes my stomach turn. I mean, people people act as if we never... (laughs) Found players that went undrafted, like, yeah. you know, Charlie Lindgren, David DeHarnay. There's lots of players for sure, okay? Little David. Just because a player is French or center doesn't mean we have to sign them, okay? We're going to miss some guys. We're going to offer some, some, you know, contracts get refused. We're going to land some guys. It's the nature of the business. For God's sake, people, stop making a big deal out of everything, okay? It's not the first or the last guy that we're going to miss, okay? You could have all the best scouts and management in the business, but you'll always miss someone. Look at the draft, for example. Every team can look back. Every team in the league can look back at players that were available to them and turned out being studs, but they chose someone else ahead of them. It happens. Timmons and the crew are not as bad as people think. Mm-hmm. Okay? Stop doubting them. Okay? People just love jumping on every opportunity to bash management or the team. Right? It's so convenient that when the team is successful, though, they can jump right back on the wagon again. You know? It's All like, more? come on. Come on. Come on, man. So that's how I feel about that, guys. Just chill out. I'm sure that they inquired. This guy's the, the guy who got signed. Uh, what's his name? Do you know? Whatever. I don't know the guy's <laughs> name. Tampa signed him. He's a centerman. Yeah. He's French-Canadian. He's a leading scorer in the queue or whatever. But he's a 22-year-old. There's reasons why he was overlooked. Chris G., go look at his newest article. He breaks it down. I mean, listen, there's reasons why all the NHL teams didn't choose him at the draft. He's an overager playing with younger kids. That's why he's he's shining. Maybe he ends up being a good player. Maybe he does, right? But at the end of the day, no one's going to look at that guy. He will not be a top center. Only be another third liner, which we have 75 of them. So leave <laughs> us alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, Max Pacioretty. Shut down for the season. Oh, my poor boo-boo. Is he a part of this team moving forward, or has Maximilian <laughs> played his last game in a Montreal Canadiens jersey? Um, there's two situations with Pacioretty, I see. You either keep Pacioretty as your offense, because he realistic, realistically is our offense, or you trade patches in a package and try to fetch yourself a franchise-changing player like a top center or a top D-man. You cannot fetch those two things. Or you keep them and you sign an overager 22-year-old from the QMJHL, <laughs> and he is your top guy. So if you cannot fetch those two things, you keep him in the plans for the future. He doesn't hurt the team. He's a goal scorer, and he's adding to a goal... He's adding to a goal scorer... What? So he's adding, he's a goal scorer (laughs) and he doesn't hurt the team. Brain malfunction. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I just had a quick weird moment. Got to just find a a center that's going to mesh well with patches. And because for some odd reason, patches always find success with guys that aren't your typical top line centers. Mm -hmm. Now, 
either here's how I think of it. If you're if you're Bergevin, if you're thinking long term rebuild, you trade patches for picks and this and that. If you're thinking more of the patchwork, like you think, I think you keep him. Patch got to be part of the patchwork. Yeah, exactly. Patches <laughs> got to be part of the patches. Okay. So if you if you're thinking of the patchwork, you keep Patcheretti because he's still young, he's still a goal scorer, and he still can. Um, well, you're gonna have to resign him, but whatever. That's besides the point. Patchwork patches, you keep them. Long term patches are gone. That's <laughs> yeah, it. There you go. If you you got it all figured out now. Like if you guys were confused before that, Gibby just said it all. I straight. have no <laughs> idea what I said. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, listen, it's a tricky situation, but I think it's time to part ways. All right. But only if we get the package we want. And it has to include a center. Of course. It's going to be very tricky. It's not a sure thing that he gets traded. And, you know, I don't think his value is as low as people think. It's definitely not as high as as Mark is asking right now. But I'm sure he's going to do his best to shop him and get more than fair value. So in the end, I think the Pacioretty era is over. I, I really do. I don't think he'll be a part of the future, but I don't think it necessarily ends here, right? The right deal has to present itself. It could end up being a Duchesne-style deal that drags out, or maybe it happens at the draft. I mean, you never know. I don't think they're, they're in a rush, that's for sure. Um, one thing, though, that is certain, if he starts the season next year, you better put him in a position to succeed. You have to. Because, first of all, one, he's already on a contract year. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's going to help. Uh, but you need to surround him with good players. He's going to be working hard. You know he's playing for a contract. So surround him with good players and boost his value as much as possible if you want to trade him. That's what they have to do. Okay. Okay, so uh, you know what time it is now, Gibbs. What time is it? It's time for Gibby a Facts. What you got? All right, guys. So if you're a monk, I got bad news for you. It is actually illegal <laughs> in China for a monk to reincarnate without the government's consent. So, basically, you're going to reincarnate, but if you don't reincarnate without consent, you're going to get killed again because <laughs> you didn't get consent. So, basically, you have to... You have to say, okay, before I die, I want consent to reincarnate, please. Okay. And they say, sure, no problem. Boom. Once you come back, you're like, hey, I got it reincarnated. I'm good to go. But oh. if you don't reincarnate, if you don't ask the government, hey, can I reincarnate? And then you come back, hey, I reincarnated. You didn't give us consent. They kill you. Again. But what if you just reincarnate again after that? No, you, just you, keep need, <laughs> you need consent. Okay, but what if they kill you and then you... <laughs> I get what you're saying. I, I didn't think that thorough. Back. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. No consent. <laughs> They're just going to keep killing. It's you. just a massive cycle. Okay. It's like a circle. <laughs> I'll give you some <laughs> Okay. What else you got? Um, okay. Uh, in 2007, an American man named Corey Taylor. He Great faked, name. He two, faked, two first names. No, yeah. uh, not really. I guess Taylor. No, it is. No, no, no. Taylor. Taylor Hall. Hello. Yeah, but it um, could be a last name, Taylor. He tried to fake his own death in order to get out of his cell phone contract without paying the fee. It didn't work. <laughs> so, That's good. Here's some class. You went to that extreme. Yeah, like, come <laughs> on. You have to fake. I can't do it. I'm dead. Like, what the <laughs> hell, dude? 
Oh, like how man. bad is that? At least that? like okay, like taxes or something. But it's oh, I got <laughs> laid off my job. I can't pay it right now. No oh, problem. Man. Pay it when you can. No, I'm dead. Bye. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Why'd you give him that accent? Because he's American. Oh, okay. America. No offense. We love the Americans. Love America. <laughs> okay, that was good. That was pretty good. Yeah. It was good. Is that, that the first probably, double clap? That, yeah, I think so. You know what? That's one of my favorites of Gibby Effects. I think pretty so good. far this year. Good for me. Or since this podcast has been alive. <laughs> okay, so. We're going to get into the news, but this will be the last time we do the news. And we'll, we'll make the announcement later of what will replace it, but this is the last time we're going to do the news. We're going to cover the news in the, uh, well, not news, but just current events in our pre, uh, show. pre-show topics. So, yeah. R.I.P. news. It's time for the news. So, Auntie Niemi wins the Molson Cump. Cump. <laughs> <laughs> he wins the Molson Cup this month. <laughs> With a three one and one record and a nine point three a point nine three one save percentage. Now who predicted this in October? I right. did. <laughs> yeah. Uh in an NHLPA poll, Carrie Price overwhelmingly voted toughest goalie to score on. And Not Shea Weber year. comes fourth, but the top defenseman in terms of toughest player to play against. Interesting. Interesting. Mm, and they want to trade those guys and not build around them. Hmm. Michael Pozzetta and Will Bitten signed their entry-level contracts with the Canadians. They're two center prospects to keep an eye on for sure. Bitten's got 19 goals, 42 assists for the Hamilton Bulldogs this year. The guy we got to keep, keep an eye on, he's known as the better prospect. And Michael Pozzetta, kind of a long-shot prospect, but... 22 goals, 28 assists for Sudbury, and he also got traded to Sarnia, so he's played for both. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty good signings, for two center prospects. And you ha- also have a Jake Evans. they got to sign that kid. Sign another guy. Uh, Canadians sign forward Alish Hemschke. On, uh, that's from July. Uh, <laughs> hashtag, where's Hemschke? Where the hell is Alish Hemschke? <laughs> what is he, what's wrong with him? No, man. I have no clue. <laughs> Uh, Kobe Bryant wins an Oscar. Woo! For I have no idea why Kobe Bryant won an Oscar. <laughs> short film. No, I know. It was an animated short film. Uh, congrats yeah. on him for uh, not only, you know, not shutting up and just dribbling. Um, Connor McGregor with a cheesy-ass Burger King commercial. <laughs> and, and he doesn't miss the o- opportunity to throw shade at his haters, ending the commercial with a thanks for all the trash talk. You just put Connor Jr. through college. <laughs> Beauty. And Seahawks cornerback Richard Sherman has told teammates goodbye after the past 24 hours, sources say, uh, and that he won't be on the team. So people close to him say nothing is set in stone, but there has been, there's been no official word, but clearly bears watching. So that may mm. be the end of uh, Richard Sherman for the Seahawks. And the uh, what was their little... Cute little uh, name for them. Legion of Boom. Yeah. Yeah, they're done. Okay. That's it. And uh, now, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Yeah. It's real live. With Lewis All right. I'm going to start with, uh, I want you to give me your top five favorite TV shows growing up. So not top five all of the world. You personally, mm-hmm. top five TV shows growing up. Go. Okay. Think about it. Think about it. I, I don't. Um, I don't need any time. You got this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got this. You sure? Yeah. 
number. Okay, I'm not going to name them in order or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't have so to be So Simpsons, ordered. Simpsons was a classic, obviously, okay, and yeah. is still cla- uh, a little bit too much filler nowadays. They're trying to follow Family Guy with their filler, but yeah. back in the day, Simpsons was the show to watch always. Uh, going back a little bit when I was y- a little bit younger in elementary school age, uh, Rugrats. Ooh, Rugrats. I loved Rugrats. Um, Saved by the Bell. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go with Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell, Fresh Prince, classic. Fresh Prince is good, yeah. Obviously, and then my last one, Home Improvement. Oh, nice. Home Improvement. Nice, yeah. I liked Home Improvement a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you got a top five? Uh, yeah, or no? I do, it, and it, no particular order. Uh, but for me, always used to watch with my father, Sanford and Son. Okay. It was a hilarious show. I was more of a comedy guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Saved by the Bell, for sure. Saved by the Bell's in there. Yeah. I loved Saved by the Bell. I used to watch it every morning before school, man. Great show. Mm-hmm. The Three Stooges. I still have VHSs of The Three Stooges. I love The Three Stooges. I can watch The Three Stooges all the time. Yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Bean. I, I used to love Mr. I Bean. I didn't like Mr. Bean. I, I you know what, man? I don't know, I don't know why. I, <laughs> like, I found Ms. Growing up, I found Mr. Bean hilarious. It was creepy to me. And... I think mo- probably one of my favorite shows ever. It's Dragon Ball Z. I knew you were gonna. I was like, I was like, okay, what's yours? And then I thought, okay, that's my he's like, definitely gonna have Dragon. That was Ball like Z the there. main cartoon on there. I mean, yeah. th- your choices too. I watched all of them growing up. I just thought I wanted to think outside the box. I loved these shows. I was a comedy guy, so yeah, I like to laugh. But Dragon Ball Z definitely is in there. So what do you got for me this week? Okay, Donald Trump, Saddam Hussein, Kim Jong Un. Okay. okay. You have to have sexual relations with one of them, kill one of them, and marry one of them. Go. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Donald. The Dons. And Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. Saddam. Okay. So I'm going to kill Kim Jong-un for sure. Okay. okay uh, give me your reasoning as to okay, why. Okay. Okay. Listen. All first of all, I hate his face and I hate his haircut. <laughs> yeah, he's got one of those faces that and you just want to punch. And his haircut too. He's like, gonna get punched uh, next week. He's definitely gonna. I'm gonna kill him. Okay. Um, I'll probably have to have or sleep with Saddam mm-hmm. because he had other wives. Okay. And I'm probably less attractive than him, so he probably you know wouldn't want to spend too much time with me. Put me on yard duty, which is fine with me. So I'll sleep with Saddam. Okay. And I'm going to marry Trump. Why? Because he's never home. <laughs> he's always golfing. He's rich. And I'll spend his money. Live okay. lavish. Fair enough. <laughs> but terrible choices, yeah, by the way. Three, uh, no, but it's, I tried to choose three bottom barrel humans. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah, so kill Kim. Sleep with Saddam, the dead man. <laughs> and marry Trump. Necrophiliac. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> I'd expose all of Trump's lies if I was married to him. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get too uh, too into it. All right. all right. So now, you know what time it is, Gibby? What time is it, Lewis? Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly, that's what we do today. <laughs> All right. Not all right. <laughs> it is for me. It is for you. Yeah, you went 2-0 and again. I went 1-1. One and one. Um, I chose Tampa to beat Philly 5-1. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought, but I forgot McDonough wasn't playing yet. Uh, Philly won 7-6. Yeah. It was a barn burn. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy Philly game. was uh, winning by a lot. I, I think it was like 5-1 at yeah, one point. Yeah, they were so whatever. It went to overtime, too, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then, so, yeah, I lost that game. And then I chose uh, New Jersey. Sorry. <coughs> what is it? New Jersey to beat Carolina, right? Yeah, I think and so. And New Jersey won 3-1. Yeah. So, 1-1. One and one. Fair enough. Uh, now... This week's picks, <laughs> I'm okay. gonna choose Tampa to beat the Rangers, mm-hmm. four to two, and I'm gonna choose Boston to beat Chicago four to three. Okay. I am now eighteen twenty two and one on the season. <laughs> it's not looking good <laughs> for Lewis. Uh, Gibby's got a two extra point and a six game lead on me. Boom. And it's getting close to crunch time, so it's gonna be tough. But I'm, I'm not throwing in the towel yet. We're paying for we're playing for pink slips, by the way, guys. So whoever wins gets the other person's car. Um, <laughs> so I went two and zero this week. Um, I chose St. Louis to beat uh, Detroit four one. St. Louis won two one. There's a point for me. And then I chose Chicago L A. I took Chicago. I took the underdog. Chicago, I took them to win 3-2. Chicago won 5-3. Yeah. So now I am 24-16-3 because I'm the effing man. Yeah, you're pretty good. You're having a good year. Um, I'll get you in the offseason, though. Yeah. Japan J League. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I was good at the Japan J League. <laughs> um, so my new picks, Buffalo, Ottawa. I'm taking Buffalo 4-1. Ooh, Buffalo's been hot. Barn burner there. Um, and I'm taking Winnipeg, Philly. I'm taking Winnipeg 5-3. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, listen, like I told you guys earlier, the news will be discontinued. We're going to touch on current events that we think are relevant, not what you think are relevant, because nobody cares what you think. Um, Just kidding. We in our you. pre-show chat. Yeah. Um, but now we're going to be doing a quick Blue Jay segment called Word on the Birds. Yeah. So, again, listen to all the podcasts that All Habs has to offer. Visit allhabs.net. We have new content up every single day. AHL.report. They have AHL content up. Also from the Press Box is uh, their uh, podcast that they offer. Lots of great stuff. Follow the All Habs team. Stop taking in all this poison from other media outlets, and follow some real fans giving you real knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you want to touch on the, uh, the challenge that uh, was issued to oh, us? Oh, yes. We definitely have to Let's touch do on it. the challenge. But what I'm thinking is they challenged us to a drunk history challenge where okay. we drink and we answer questions. Well, I'm going to throw it at them. Since we're, Counter all, challenge. Since we're all going to the draft, we should do it live in studio or in the hotel or wherever we're going to stay at the draft. Drunk okay. history live together. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Now we can prove that we're drunk. We can watch each other drink. Yeah, I'm just going to drink water and pretend you guys, tell you guys that it's No, vodka. no, you're drinking. Oh, oh, you're drinking, boy. Okay. <laughs> so, so there's the challenge. I'm throwing it back at them. So what do they think about live at the draft in Dallas? We will do it. Live and record it. 
Whoa. Boom. Dropped a bomb. Anyway, listen to the Habs Unfiltered podcast. It's a great podcast. Listen to the Habs 360. Great guests. Chris G's been doing it a long time. He's a pro uh, from the press box. And, of course, have a listen. Us. See y'all later. Peace, guys. Bye. Have a great time.